Good evening. This is Wednesday night, January the 13th. Thank you for joining us for this time of devotion and prayer. Every week we come together to uh, share God's word, to pray together, and I hope to give you encouragement during this difficult time that we continue to go through. But thank you so much for joining us tonight. Tonight, I would like to share with you briefly from God's Word, a passage that many of you are familiar with, and through the years, we've talked about it many times, but we're living in a very difficult time right now. Not only are we trying to get through this terrible virus, but with everything going on in Washington, there's such a divide in our nation right now. There's fear about our political parties transitioning. It's a very scary time for a lot of folks. I've had people to even call me out of concern for what's going to happen in our country and with uh, some of the things that have happened in recent days. It is an uncertain time, but one thing we know for sure, God promises to be with us. There's a beautiful passage found in 2 Timothy Remember, when Paul wrote his son in the ministry, Timothy, he was in this cold Roman Mamertine dungeon, and it was believed to have been an old well or a cistern where Paul was spending his last days on this earth as a follower of Christ, as a martyr for Christ. Legend has that after Paul wrote this letter, it wasn't too long after that, that under wicked Emperor Nero, he would be beheaded because of his love and devotion for Christ. Now, I pray that you and I will not ever be in that same place that Paul was, but with the uncertainty of tomorrow, we must be sure today to live our lives to its fullest, to bring glory and honor to God. And so tonight, The Lord led me to a verse, again, that I know many of you are familiar with, but it's found in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God did not give us a spirit of fear or timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. This is a beautiful passage that I think is very applicable to our lives today, and with everything that's been going on and continues to go on. Fear many times comes from that place where we in our own strength and ability look at our situation or circumstance and we are just overwhelmed with it. But we as Christians, followers of Christ, or people that are longing to know Christ should not focus on our situation or circumstance, but we must focus on how big our God is and focus on his sovereignty, focus on his attributes. When we think of fear in this passage, it can mean cowardice. It can mean poorness of spirit. It means that we, again, uh, have a lack of faith and I love what David the psalmist wrote in Psalm 56, 3, and I've shared this passage to my children through the years. I've quoted it to myself, and maybe you have shared it as well. 
Psalm 56, 3, David wrote, When I am afraid, I will trust in you. And then the Lord gave Isaiah these words in Isaiah 41, 10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. What beautiful words of encouragement that he promises to be with you and to be with me. And we don't have to be afraid because he holds us in his righteous right hand. And so when Paul wrote, for God did not give us a spirit of fear or timidity, obviously Timothy had maybe some uh, timidity. Maybe he had some fear about ministering to the church at Ephesus. I mean, this was a difficult time as well. There was persecution in the church. There was division in the church. There were all kinds of things that were going on. And so Timothy was a little uncertain or unsure of himself. And Paul was trying to let him know, look, God gave us certain things. God gave us the Ten Commandments or God gave us the greatest two commandments, or God gave us his grace, or God gave us his one and only son, but God did not give us a spirit of fear or timidity. And I think Satan can come in and wreak havoc on our lives, paralyze us with fears. And I've shared through the years, I remember being in my bedroom as a child in the dark at night and and being afraid and how many times you would be just almost paralyzed with fear when you would hear a noise or I've shared with you, I, I had a painting of a clown that my grandmother had painted that was a, a really beautiful picture in the daytime, but at night with just the, the light shining in from the um, outside, maybe the moonlight or something else, I would see that clown's face making all these distorted faces and it would scare me. I thought the clown's face was moving, but God does not give us a spirit of fear or timidity. And I believe the devil wreaks havoc on us when he causes us to think things and to uh, see things that aren't actually happening. And maybe even during this uncertain time right now, there's been all kinds of conspiracy theories and, and all kinds of things that are going on in our country today. And we can't be fooled by the devil. We can't be paralyzed by our fear. We must place our trust in the Lord. God did not give us a spirit of fear or timidity, but he did give us a spirit of power now, when we hear that word power, we think he gives us the power to overcome our situation. He gives us the power to overcome our adversary. He gives us to, the power to uh, overcome the persecution that maybe we're going through right now or, or that we will go through as followers of Christ. He gives us the power to overcome this virus or to overcome our sickness or to overcome our pain 
And I love that verse that Paul wrote that we share so often out of 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, when Paul had this thorn in his flesh that we've talked about and we're not sure what it was. And he pleaded with the Lord three times for him to remove it. It was a messenger of Satan, he said, to torment him. But you remember what the Lord told him in verse 9. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And that's a beautiful reminder to us that God gives us his power through the power of the Holy Spirit to help us to get over and to get through and to overcome whatever it is we're going through. And maybe right now you're going through financial problems or you're going through marital problems or again the pressures of of having the children at home trying to do schooling and and you're about ready just to throw up your hands and throw in the towel and say I can't do this anymore know that God promises to be with us and he gives us his great power and he gives us the boldness to share with others the hope that we have in Christ I love out of Acts chapter 1 verse 8 and and that's another reminder of god's presence with us and the power of the holy spirit but it says in acts chapter 1 verse 8 but you shall receive power when the holy spirit comes upon you and you shall be my witnesses in jerusalem and judea and samaria and to the ends of the earth and then when paul shared those beautiful words that many of you know by heart out of Philippians 4.13, I can do all things, everything through Christ who gives me strength. It's a reminder that we do not have to try to get through what we're going through on our own strength and our own power. We have the supernatural power of God that when we are weak, then we can be strong, as Paul said, through the power of God. So God didn't give us a spirit of fear or timidity, but he did give us a spirit of power and of love. That's a beautiful reminder as well that God is with us through his love. And what did he say? The greatest two commandments are found in Mark chapter 12, 30 and 31. He said, but the greatest two commandments are these, to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, with all of your strength. And the second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. What is the first fruit of the Spirit found in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22? But the fruit of the Spirit is love. There is a great warmth and a great comfort that comes from God to let us know that he loves us. And that gives us strength to get through these uncertain times and know we are loved by God. John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever would believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And that's what keeps us going to know that we have a hope beyond our current situation that one day when this old life is over, we have the promise 
of eternal life when we put our faith and trust in the Lord. And then out of 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, when it talks about perfect love casts out or drives out fear, and it's obviously referring to what Jesus did on the cross. We do not have to fear punishment because we are forgiven. God shows us his grace. And so the perfect love of God should comfort us and inspire us to keep living for him. And it casts out fear that the devil tries to say, you're not good enough or you've messed up too much or you have too much guilt or who are you trying to kid? You're really not this kind of person or that, but the perfect love of God casts out that fear so we do not have to be afraid. God didn't give us a spirit of fear or timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline, or some translations might, might say, or of sound mind. In other words, God gives us sober judgment or a sober mind or some translations say self-control and i love that when you think about what the devil's trying to do in our world today he's the author of chaos god is not the author of chaos he gives us again one of the fruits of the spirit but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness, and self-control. And that's a passage that we've clung to a lot out of 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, when Peter uh, reminded those early Christians and reminds us that uh, your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. But he says, be self-controlled, and alert. That's the first part of that verse. Be self-controlled and alert. Now pray tonight that we would have self-discipline, that we would have self-control. And to me, that's using discretion, God-given discretion, to keep us from making a mistake or to keep us from going astray. And, and maybe right now you feel like things are out of control and and, and maybe you're like me. I, I've struggled to sleep, which I've never uh, slept too well through the last few years. But many times when I'm not able to sleep, I, I'm praying and I'm asking God if he has a message for me. Or, or maybe I have a concern about a situation in my family or concerned about my, my loved one or concerned about something going on uh, in my life. And so maybe you've not been sleeping and, and maybe you've been worrying about what's going on in our country and concerned about the future. And But God wants us to have peace. And the ultimate way to have peace is when we give it all to him. And think about when Paul was writing this, he was in a cold, dark Roman dungeon knowing that his life was coming to an end, that at any moment he was going to be, uh, his life was going to be taken. He was going to die for the cause of Christ. But yet, 
he was thinking about others. He was thinking about encouraging his son in the ministry, Timothy. He was trying to give encouragement uh, to the church at Ephesus. He was wanting uh, his friends to be able to come see him. He was longing for his scrolls and parchments, which was the early writings of the word of God. He was wanting a, his cloak because he was cold. We see his great love of God, but we see his humanness, that uh, he was a person just like you and me, but yet he wasn't afraid because he trusted in God completely. And tonight, that's what I want to invite you to do. If you're afraid right now and you're overwhelmed by everything that's going on with the virus and the state of our nation and the division and things we're watching on the news and fearful about what's going to happen in the future, I'm going to invite you to place your trust and faith completely in God, and he will save you, and he will give you a peace that passes all understanding, but you must trust in him. And if you've never given your heart and life fully surrendered to Jesus, I invite you to do that right now. And, and all you have to do is confess your sin to him. The Bible says in, in 1 John chapter uh, 1 verse 9 that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and cleanse us or purify us from all unrighteousness. And so he will forgive you. All you have to do is confess to him and then ask him to come into your heart. We read in Romans chapter 10 verse 9 that if we confess with our mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Verse 13 of Romans 10, for everyone or anyone, no matter how bad you've been or how royally you've messed up or how good you think you've been, but anyone and everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And he wants to save you and me tonight. And he wants us to trust in him. Maybe you're a Christian and you're going through just an unbelievable season. We have had so many people to pass. And even as I'm recording this um, service tonight, there are folks that are passing. And I just received a message that one of our members' mother had passed and I was asked to do a funeral just yesterday of a a man that used to attend this church, and uh, I have another funeral this Saturday. There are so many people that are, are uh, going through this very difficult time that are walking through the valley of the shadow of death, but know that that God is with you, and he's with me, and he gives us his power and his love and his self-discipline. He does not give us a spirit of fear. So when Satan puts these thoughts in your heart and mind and causes you to be overwhelmed or scared or or paralyzed by fear, don't give him any glory or victory. That's not from God. What is from God is his power and his love and his self-discipline or self-control or a sound mind. And I hope these words give you encouragement tonight. And right now, I'm going to invite you to join me for a time of prayer. Uh, you should be receiving, or if you haven't already, be receiving a prayer request. 
We've had so many, again, losses in our uh, church family and extended church family and people that are still battling COVID. And we just continue to pray for all these folks, for God's healing power. And uh, But I invite you right now to join me as we pray together. Father, thank you for your faithfulness. You are faithful, God. And even though we're living in scary, uncertain times, we do not have to be timid or afraid because you promised to be with us. We do not have to be dismayed because you hold us in your righteous right hand. And Father, I just thank you for your promise to be with us. Thank you, Father, that even in these uh, difficult times, we can feel your power and your strength and your love. And God, I just pray that you would forgive me when I've been timid or afraid timid or afraid because I had focused more on my circumstance or my situation instead of focusing on how big and how great you are and greater is you that is in us than he that is in the world. And, and we claim that tonight. And Father, I just pray for so many who are hurting and grieving so many tonight. Father, I, I lift up Marty McLean who who just lost her mother early this morning and, and asked that you would comfort she and, and her family that they might feel your love and peace. And Lord, I, I just pray for the family of Jeff Perry who passed away and asked that you would comfort them, God, and give them your peace and comfort and love. And Father, I pray for, again, Betty Herod and her husband Reed and the loss of of Betty's son, Scott, and I ask that you would comfort them, Lord, as they're grieving. And Father, I pray for the Webster family, Kathleen and, and all the Webster family and the loss of Johnny. And Lord, he was such a uh, fun and great man. And, and I pray that you would just comfort this family and, and Lord, just encourage them and Father, I just pray for uh, Bobby Scruggs and the loss of his mother, that you would just comfort he and Sharon and their family and their loss. And, uh, and Father, for the Sanderson family who lost uh, an uncle. And, and Lord, the list goes on and on. So many people have had loss during this season, even in these last few days. And God, give them your comfort and your strength and show me and us as a church how to rally around them and love them and support them. And Father, I just pray um, for folks that are still battling sickness and illness. And Father, I, I continue to lift up my mom who continues to recover from COVID. And Father, I pray that you would regulate her oxygen level and, and dissolve, Father, this blood clot in her leg and restore her strength, God, and help her, Lord. And, and Father, for Tim that continues to struggle and uh, Father has not been feeling well, be with my brother Tim and bring healing to him as he's giving care to my mom and not feeling well. Heal him, I pray, Lord. And Father, I just pray uh, for uh, Kelly Green, uh, Father, this is the son-in-law of, of Jennifer Onan and husband of Megan uh, Green, uh, that you would just be with his dad, Johnny Green, who's 
battling COVID and, and Lord fighting for his life. Would you bring healing to him? And Father, again, the list goes on and on of people that need your divine touch. Be with all the names on our prayer list. We have church members that are battling cancer, going through treatments. Oh, God, heal them, we pray, in the strong name of Jesus. With your stripes, may they be healed. And Father, just be with families that are are uh, hurting right now, whether it be financially or be with our children and our uh, students, Lord, as they still maneuver through this challenging time of doing online learning at home and just help them, God, to, to get through this challenging time and be with parents, Lord, that are having to wear many hats and bless them, I pray, and and Father, give them strength. And Father, continue to be with our country. Father, we need a miracle of healing in our nation. And we pray, God, that um, you would be with all of our leaders. Again, those transitioning out and those coming in, Lord, that it would be peaceful. And Lord, that we would pray for all of our leaders. That's what we're called to do. We're to pray for them. So may we be responsible as Christians to uh, speak words of encouragement and to pray for all of our leaders and to pray for a revival and spiritual awakening in our nation. And Father, I pray as those of us who committed to fast and pray that we are continuing to feel your strength as we fast because the devil will tempt us while we're fasting and try to deter us or discourage us or even to defeat us. Bind Satan, Lord, as we fast and pray for a great move of God in our nation and, and in our world, that there would be great revival and spiritual awakening. And Father, bless this church and all the churches that we would see many people come to know Christ and people come back to church and come back, Father, to the only hope we have in Christ and Christ alone. And Father, just be with this staff as we continue to do our best to minister to folks uh, for this uh, difficult season that we're in and in this difficult season and give us wisdom to lead and, and to know uh, how we can minister more effectively. So help us, God. We need you every hour, every moment, every second. We need you. We'll just give you all the praise and the glory and the honor for the victory we know you're going to bring. In the strong and holy name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I want to thank you so much for worshiping with us tonight. I want to remind you again that if uh, you're able to join us for in-person worship, we have our 8.30 and 11 o'clock service open there are still spaces available. As of right now, we're still following all the safety guidelines and protocol to keep you safe. We also have our online worship service at 8.30, or excuse me, just at the 11 o'clock. And so if you're not able to be here in person, which we understand for many of you, but for others of you who are able and you feel safe to come, we'd love to see you in person. But if not, you can watch virtually on live stream or Facebook Live at 11. And we thank you so much for your continued support as you watch our services and as you continue to give faithfully. We
couldn't do what we're doing without your love, prayers, and support. So thank you so much. Remember how much I love you and how much God loves you. And tonight as we close this time together, so grateful for all the folks in our church that are gifted, talented musically, and they are willing to offer their talents uh, to the Lord and to us. And tonight I'm grateful that one of our fine members, Vince Vitale, is going to be closing this service out in song. Thank you so much, Vince, for using your talents for the Lord. And thank you again for worshiping with us. I pray you have a blessed and wonderful rest of the evening and a great rest of the week. Look forward to worshiping with you on Sunday. God bless you and have a great night. There's an endless list of reasons I should sing your praise. You've covered me with blessings all along the way. And Lord, I'm so grateful for you are so faithful to me. You've poured out your goodness and my cup overflows. You've covered me with mercy and satisfied my soul. Bread and living water, you are the friend and the father I need. And if my world should crumble and sorrow comes to call, from the ashes I will testify you're with me through it all. Lord, I love you, I worship you, for you, yes, I love you, I worship you, for you, if the road that I must follow is a road of loss and pain, choose to give you glory yes i will bless your name i will be your witness even when i am driven to my knees because even if you lead me where i would not choose to go if it has to be Gethsemane, I want the world to know. Lord, I love you. I worship you for you. Yes, I love you. I worship you for you. Almighty, most holy God, you and you alone are worthy, so worthy. I want you and you Sorrow comes to call 
From the ashes I will testify, I love you through it all. Lord, I love you. I worship you for you. Yes, I love you. I worship you for you. Lord, I love you. I worship you for you. Lord, I love you. I worship you for you.